0: Welcome to The Exit Strategy, your no Bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi everyone, I'm Elizabeth
1: Stevenson. And I'm Sarah Hink. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to talk about a topic that most people that that probably should have talked about before they got married so I know we always recommend prenups for people, but in general, there's a lot of good information that people should have before they get married.
2: I agree. It's, and I came across this. It's called premarital legal counseling. And what is that? Which I think is really interesting because it opens. That's just not talking about what you're going to prenup, but having people have open ended conversations about really personal things Mm -hmm. like finances people don't necessarily want to talk about that yeah and that's an issue it is and so if you're not able to talk about it before you get married or know the consequences of what happens if you start putting stuff together or putting stuff separately then it's going to have an effect i think i would think on your marriage and
1: if you can't have serious conversations before marriage what makes you think you're going to have them (laughs) during the
2: marriage correct it's not like we're doing marriage counseling but we would just tell you what happens if you um, open a joint bank account or you keep your money separate or you inherit a million dollars from your grandfather what is that so marriage in of
1: itself is a legally recognized by the state it is pretty much it's under the realm of law so why not understand the laws that have to do with marriage with marriage counseling through a therapist you're learning more about the each other's of course like communication styles and feelings and sexual desires but when you're getting married those things don't change what changes is the law
2: correct that's right and so i think it's important for you for people to understand what what the law is regarding property and so in north carolina it doesn't matter whose name it's in it matters when you acquired it because the state looks at you as a unit which i'm assuming you would too if you were married so if i've got if i acquire a million dollars in my 401 k. Even though it's in my name, it's not all mine if I'm married.
1: Yeah, I'm so surprised with how many people come to me and okay, I have my own money, I have my separate account, so I'm good. I'm like, no, you're not good. Your separate account with your... Name on it is not your separate money. That's right, but it's, too. A, but it's
2: a logical thing you would think, especially if you've never been married before and you've been single and you've never had to share your stuff with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's very eye opening.
1: Yeah, okay. that's his credit card debt. That's not my problem. Right, right. It, it is your problem. It is your
2: problem, <laughs> and it's his. It was his law degree and medical degree that put us three hundred thousand dollars in the hole. That's his degree. That's not my problem.
1: Yeah, that's not always the case. That's
2: right. So when so let's talk about that. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times that does come up about education loans. And so you start with the premise of that's his. He's mm-hmm. going to get the benefit, or she's going to get the benefit of it if we separate. So why do I have to take on half that debt?
1: A lot of times, if that if the one of the parties went to uh, school during the marriage, is decision you made during the marriage to take on this loan together with the future thought that you were both going to benefit from this degree. So the court says you do have to start and go to school during the marriage and you also have to be together for a certain amount of time after you have to receive the benefit correct so if you if one if the husband goes to school to get his master's third master's and you're married but he doesn't graduate by the time you separate well you never really actually benefit from it right so that's going to be his separate debt this is why there's lawyers because people are going to argue one way or the other
2: right and that just always sometimes seems unfair to me because especially if you've been a stay-at-home parent and the other party got the advanced degree. And even if you were together 10 years and you got some benefit of that, mm-hmm. they still get to have the benefit for the next 30 years. Yeah. And don't, I think there's,
1: I don't know. I think student loans, that should just be your own. That is what
2: I think too. But, <laughs> but
1: that's not the case. <laughs>
2: Somebody elected us to make the call. Yeah, house. maybe. Yeah, it doesn't if you, really matter. Yeah, if
1: you see Elizabeth our a name out there running for office, please elect us. But, we'll look out for you.
2: So let's stay on property for a minute. Okay, so I buy a house and I don't want to put, or let's say I had my house before, I and mean, it's in my name. Is that mine? If we get married?
1: It is. It's yours if you had it before marriage. Right. However, there could be an argument for some kind of marital component of it. If your spouse put you know, money towards the home, they're going to say, oh, I want you know, part of that principal reduction back that I put into the house, right? There's arguments on both sides and how it's going to come out in court is going to be up to the judge
2: to interpret the law and apply the law. But don't you think you have to have that? I think it would be important to have that conversation before you got married. It is important. So what if you get married and you say, you really need to put me on the deed or you need to do this. And then the person goes, no, I'm not going to do that. You're That's a conversation gonna, you yeah, should have had before should have. you got married.
1: And also know what if you decide to put a bunch of money into the upkeep of this home and you say, I know that house is just in your name, but I'll give you $50,000 to put an addition on, you're going to miss out on some of that money. <laughs> That's right. It's not that easy just to recoup that either.
2: And so there's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with having those conversations, but I think you need to have it with an attorney who knows the law. It's not that we're going to tell you do this or don't do that, mm-hmm. but at least. Know what your options are.
1: Right. And if you decide still not to have a prenup, then you've made a educated decision, not correctly, but <laughs> you at least listen to advice, which I think is the best. And just because you listen to advice, don't get a prenup, get married, doesn't mean that you can't go and make
2: a, an agreement during the marriage. It can always be my, you can always change that. If you, let's say you get, okay, now we've been together 10 years and let's go back and look at this and see if we can, we need to update it or change things or get rid of it. All together sometimes. Mm -hmm. And some people will do, let's talk about, you can put spousal support in there, or you can waive it, where you say you're not going to get anything. And a lot of people will do things like, if we're together 10 years, you get X. If we we're together another year, right. and you get X. And so, you know. which always
1: hear about the Hollywood prenuptial agreements where, you know, if you don't do a certain thing, then you don't get anything. Or if you stay together a year, you get no alimony. But if you stay together five years, then you'll
2: get X amount. Those are like the elevator clauses for a length of marriage. And my personal opinion is, why, why would you do that? Because I'm going to stick in there for five years. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, people do it. I'm I not, I'm not necessarily against it. If you want that money and you're willing to just stay in that, loveless or whatever marriage then whatever that's your job at that point can you put provisions about custody child custody in a premarital technically you can but it's not gonna be valid Valid. or upheld because the custody is for the what's in the best interest of the child so no matter what you really contract to regarding custody a judge can always say that's not in the best interest of the child so i'm just going to ignore all that i don't generally put that in there i don't think that's something but that's one thing you can talk to an attorney about before you have children so you know Mm -hmm but to expect if that were to happen and also can calm your fears about what would happen if I died, what would happen. And also if you wanted to then go talk to an estate attorney about what to do as far as your assets and going to your children.
2: Correct. I agree with that. And, and it's also, we were talking about moving around here, but dead and things is like a lot of people are shocked when they find out that there's debt out there and it's in the other person's name and they didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And they had to pay for it. Yeah. They had to pay half of that.
1: Yeah. Cause we, we, Do our best to divide all the assets and debts equally unless there's something in your case that's going to swing it one way or the other, but that's not usually the case. So if your spouse racks up a bunch of credit card debt and you're like, that's not in my name, so I shouldn't have to take it, you're going to be in for a shock. Correct. And that's why it's important to feel comfortable discussing finances with each other and also just knowing about financial statements and finances in general. Like you can't just ignore what debt is. I think some people are just like, whatever, it's fake money that i owe someone it's not a big deal (laughs) and they they do that and i work with them and they're adults i'm like are you crazy it's not good to have this much debt it's not good
2: if you don't have a large salary to get a car with an 800 month payment and so the other thing is i always ask people like run your credit reports and and let everybody know what's out there as a starting line because when you do a prenup I always like to attach like an exhibit that says, here's what here's this person's got. assets are. Here's what their debts are. So everybody, and if you haven't disclosed something, is that a problem? It can be. The other thing is you have a fiduciary duty once you marry mm-hmm. and that means you have to be open and honest yep. about things and if you're not then and there's plenty of people who are not shocking to
1: know i know <laughs> shocking people don't divorce just because someone cheated i think a lot of people think that but finances come into play, play a lot not. when it comes to divorcing and that starts the the wheels turning in your head okay if they're not being honest about this then what else are they not being honest about right. and
2: jen you brought up a good point before we started about everybody was supposed to get married last year
3: Yeah, and now it's going to be continued to this year. There's going to be a marriage boom and possibly a divorce boom and maybe a baby boom. But you guys talking about finances, you brought it up, Sarah, that recently I was looking at research for the main causes of divorce. And there are all kinds of different articles. And one will say one thing is more than the other. But the common thread through every single one of them was money and finances is the biggest thing. And that kind of trickles into huge stressors that then can lead to lack of communication that then lead to maybe stepping out and seeking refuge mm-hmm. otherwise whether it's substance mm-hmm. use or an affair or whatever it may be so talk about the money show me the money and that's what i was just
2: looking up important questions to ask before you get married It's the first one was before marrying someone there's some topics you might want to discuss how much debt do they have that's really huge a lot of debt is a turnoff I, well,
1: I wouldn't marry you if you got a lot of debt. Well, I it says a to. lot about the. Per- I
2: think it says a lot about the person. Exactly, it does. And the responsibility—is you really want to have kids with this person? But yeah, you know, and you got you know, all the endorphins are going. You've got a beautiful ring. You're planning your wedding, and you're looking at it not long term. I don't think a lot of people—they just want the party and all of that—and then the reality hits after all that's over with. Exactly. Sometimes.
1: And you got to know how to manage your own finances, and seeing that your spouse can't do that—that's concerning. Correct. And seeing if they will attempt to then change that and be and that doesn't okay. happen, then don't marry that person, okay. him or her. Right. Um, it doesn't mean
2: you shouldn't get married, well. but you need to address the questions. <laughs> yes, and we have people it. that you can go see and talk about your finances that can help you
1: yeah. in that way. We can put in a prenup that if you have your debt in your own separate name throughout the marriage and you divorce, then yeah, that's going to be separate. We and can do that. So if you still really love that person who's really bad with money and rocks up credit card bills,
2: we'll just make sure they keep that credit card in their name.
1: Correct. And if you divorce, then they can take that debt and you
2: don't have to mess with it. And so that seems a fair way to do it. I was like, okay, let's be open and honest about that and talk about it. So if can we represent both parties? Can you talk to both parties? I feel like you, you can, this is something new that we
1: haven't done yet, this counseling without doing a prenup. You could, I would think you could talk to both of
2: them but we couldn't turn around and then draft a prenup for one of them and represent them and i don't think you could say you couldn't advocate for one or the other it's just Uh what we're doing here is now what's important what the law is and then they had to make their own decisions about Mm -hmm. what they want to do
1: yeah whenever i draft a prenup i'm representing one person and a lot of times they're not very confrontational i've had a few that ended up um (laughs) falling apart and then i don't think the marriage ever (laughs) happened either but most of the times they're already in agreement that this is going to happen before they come to the attorney. Uh, A lot of times they are professionals and do have assets to already protect or businesses um, that they want to protect. So they're already on board and they, for the most part, keep it very equal. Don't even address alimony. Either leave it open or they'll agree to waive it if they both have funds Mm -hmm. or agree to put language in there about no alimony unless there's children and someone stops working for X amount of time. So there's all these different ways that you can form it to the future. Just because you don't think something's going to happen, we can still plan for that to happen. Right. Which
2: is good. And so do you, what do you do about, a lot of times I have people come, I want to do this because I am anticipating getting inheritance or something like that.
1: Yeah, you slap it in there. And there's still the law that would support them keeping their own inheritance. It's still separate property. But it's good to know that if you take that inheritance and you start Paying marital debts with it or you buy a house with it that you both live in, that you're commingling
2: it with your marital funds and they may look at that as a gift to the marriage. Didn't have a case. I've had cases where that's happened and they've had a separate account mm-hmm. but and then they moved some of the money into a joint account and paid marital debt with it or added it onto the house or done something like that. And instead of spending twenty five thousand dollars to weed through all that, if it's in a prenup that says even though the law says at a starting point, it's yours. That's not necessarily true. So that's how a prenup can help you is give you that, that confidence and that sense of relief to know that if something does happen then everything's already taken care of for the most part.
1: And a lot of people think that if say I was, I have my own house and I get married and then I sell my house that I owned before marriage and take that money. And then I buy a house for the two of us, me and my husband that you can just go back and say, that was my separate house. I can get that money. And the law says, no, you can't. Can't. It's weird because you can still use trace of funds in some areas if I were to just sell my house, put that money into a... An investment account you can trace it there but the law says once you commingle it in a house they look at it as a gift to the marriage i'm gifting my separate funds to me and my
2: husband and that and if you didn't want to do that then you need to have that conversation before you get married so that everybody doesn't get all pissed off when something happens yeah they say no you already know the answer this is my separate property It's going to remain mine. You You put it in
1: the prenup. Any selling of of a house or anything like that, the results and funds that are, it's still going to be separate. And if you put it into another house, then I'm going to get recoup that separate funds that I put in there. Has to be in the contract. Has to be
2: in the prenup for that to be the case. Correct. And I will say, I'm in the middle of a case right now where they had a prenup, but now they want a separation agreement. So it doesn't. It's not a slam dunk that somebody's not going to say. No, we need, I want something else, or Mm -hmm. this isn't, or I'm going to challenge this.
1: Oh, You can challenge it. That's why we're attorneys. All we do is challenge. You don't (laughs) like, I don't really like that anymore. Let's see what we can do to poke around and use some leverage somewhere else and get it done. That's
2: right. So it's not, things can always be changed. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is that you. But it opens up the conversation Mm -hmm. about things. And if you can't have those conversations about finances and children and that sort of, even when you're going to retire and what you're going to do and investments and all of that, then maybe you really do need to sit back and think. Yeah. Or take a little more time before you make that walk down the aisle.
1: And also you just get warning. We let you know some red flags to look out. And when to jump ship is when, you know, (laughs) things are going downhill financially and you don't think about sticking it out one or two more years for the kids well maybe that's not a good idea right if they're wasting their money spending or if they lost their job and they decide they're just gonna be a bum for a while and how that's gonna affect you do. if you're the one making the money <laughs> and even if you're the wife and making the money you can still pay your husband alimony
2: correct it just depends on who's been the stay-at-home or who makes more money it doesn't matter what gender you are yeah <laughs> been-
1: we've seen cases where it's the woman and she's making a good amount of money 100 a year and the husband's just sitting at home smoking pot. And then <laughs> I don't know how these two ever end up, but it happens a lot. And then they split up because she's tired of it. And now he wants alimony. And, yeah. But you know what? He's probably going to get a little bit. Yeah. Watch out for that. And no, know what to look out for know how alimony is decided in north carolina it's a sl- sloppy messy process yeah. but at least knowing the sloppy messy process will help <laughs> i think a lot of people in general and then of course for the emotional like we talked about before see a counselor in that realm So you talk to me and i'm a little bit more probably upfront harsh about it like i just said don't marry if he has debt but <laughs> <So laughs> i don't mean that that's <laughs> so a good yeah, thing that's I, a little cold there, that is but just talk about it and it's important to have those conversations And If they get really hesitant about talking about it, then that's a red flag.
2: I think so, too. But, you know, it's not our job to tell you not to get married.
3: Hey, guys, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you yourself have been through a divorce or you know someone that's contemplating a divorce, then you know how important it is to make sure that you know your legal rights or your friend knows their legal rights and options to help develop the best plan for them and their family moving forward. At New Direction Family Law, we have over 30 years of combined experience protecting the rights of our clients in family law matters. We aggressively advocate, we aggressively support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So if you or someone you know are facing these questions or contemplating separation or divorce, give us a call to schedule an initial consultation today. You can reach us at 919-719-3470 or reach out to us via our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. What advice would you guys give about the privacy situation, like passwords to accounts and things like that? Because I know we have situations where people with clients and they have somehow gotten into these accounts <laughs> where they prior, but previous to this did not know, and you have to advise them like, okay, stop. But having that conversation ahead of time, do you think that... From a best practice standpoint, that everybody needs to lay everything out on the table. And I don't know. I don't know that I don't,
1: have but- advice for that because it depends. We're on the end of representing one person. So <laughs> it depends on who. I'm representing, I probably tell my person to have their secret accounts, but know all their accounts.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the passwords are different, I think. And it, I think it depends on your age too. If you're older and getting married, you're used to having your own stuff. You're used to having your own privacy. And I've never been one. I don't need to be around somebody 24 seven, but there are some couples that do, that are all entangled and enmeshed in everything. And mm-hmm. if that's how they work, that's how they work. But know there are consequences
1: if they, to that too. If
3: they meet us. You would still, even if it's not knowing passwords and things, but being just aware of what accounts there are what what their financial picture looks like oh
2: absolutely i think you should be open and honest about that i don't think you should be hiding secret accounts if you're married there's something wrong if you're doing that
1: yeah you should be that i mean that to me that's just everyday conversation
2: it could be like, separate that could be your money but yeah. why are you hiding it from me? yeah you? That's and what, like you say, what the hell else are you hiding for me? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know that. I
1: mean, passwords is different. I, I don't, don't, I haven't been married, so I don't know. But none of my boys boyfriends have ever had my passwords. That's, <laughs> that's probably a, a good call. <laughs>
2: that's a very good call. Yeah. All I can tell you is if you don't have a, if somebody all of a sudden puts a password lock on their phone. There's a problem.
1: <laughs> Everyone has password locked no, on their phone. No, I've had
2: people say to me, no, like, everything was going great. And all of a sudden, they, I can't get in their phone. And there's a reason for that because he was talking to his girlfriend. That's why you don't do it in the first place. I agree with that. People do. Yeah. I mean, what would... I don't we, know. What would we be doing for a living if people didn't do
0: that?
1: I don't know. Jen... <laughs> <laughs> i want to ask like joe over here if he has passwords
0: my wife has all my passwords or if she doesn't i would give them to her right away but my phone's locked but she knows what the lock is just mostly because i don't don't like people messing with my phone you leave it out and people mess with it i worked at a place with not so mature people last time that would like set 3am alarms post stuff to to my facebook
1: (laughs) that's good but watch out for that
2: yeah and i don't think there's anything nefarious if you have your
0: own password on your phone I think it would be nefarious if she asked for a password and I was like, "Why well, you need it. I think that would be a yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's the <laughs> response. Yeah. That's the, you know. But I have yeah. a lot of online accounts. I'd be like, which one? Like, <laughs> I have to keep them documented in a separate thing.
3: Yeah, me too. I think the bigger <laughs> thing would be just having that conversation. Where do you sit with this as far as communication? Or do you think that w- with your partner, mm-hmm. your right. fiance, do you expect that we should know each other's passwords and what all of our accounts are and yada or you know assume the best <laughs> and, and expect you know, the worst i don't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: i think i like it. joe said if i was asked then sure i don't know why i would be asked i think i'd probably just voluntarily normally for provide. me it's
0: banking stuff and she's about to pay a bill and i'm just like yep here it is oh, that's true well she already knows them all but if it's anything else
1: <laughs> i
2: don't have experience yeah with if you this. don't want i don't know if you won't turn somebody your text and there must be something in there you don't want them to see that's just human nature i think
1: that's true and then it snowballs right snowballs into a lot of things like why won't they show me and then your crazy. brain goes like this and then they're definitely having an affair
2: so <laughs> <laughs> just show them the text <laughs> I, I know just get it over with i don't know I just depends on it's your
0: personality
2: yeah that's no, no, no. true
0: the only yeah. thing that bugs me when my wife reads my texts is if she doesn't tell me that she did because then they're not unread anymore and so i never got that text because i only read the ones that come in You're so right. if they're not blurred out then i don't see them read them yeah, might are. Bo- I mean, might are boring on But
1: with I'm financial anyway. accounts, if you're married and they're sharing accounts, then you're both. Uh, if it's a joint account, have that information. I don't know how people are on joint accounts that I come across
2: and they don't have the login information. They don't, and it's if you're on that
1: account. You definitely need that.
2: Oh, yeah, information. to somebody about a mortgage. I don't know how to sign it. Well, you're on the deed of trust. I didn't know that. They go and sign something, and they signed it.
1: And even if you both are anti online, stop being that. <laughs> <laughs> people who are. I'm like, I need a copy of your mortgage statement. They're like, Well, I think it came to the house the other month and I threw it away. I'm like, Can you log on? They're like, No, I don't know how. I'm like, Okay, okay. this is. Laura will show you how to do. You've got to grow up a little bit here. It's real easy. 21st century. century. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it drives us divorce attorneys crazy when we're asking for copies of financial statements and we get like pictures oh from your God. phone <laughs> and it's like of a wrinkled up piece of paper on a on the floor. Hello.
3: Hello. Or some people will be so quick to share with us. Their login credentials they are like, here's my password and username. You just get the statements. And I'm like, well, now, we've just... <laughs> done that before because
2: some people really do have a hard time doing that. But I
1: have a lot of money and a lot of accounts will do that too. And I'm like, well, if you're wanting to pay me to go log through all <laughs> no, that, I'm happy to do that. Then yeah. fine. But your bill's going to be a lot higher. So right. know that when you have a divorce attorney, as much work you can do on your end, the lower your bill's going to be.
2: And so do your, Joe was talking about somebody paying bills, but there's generally somebody that pays the bills in the household, but at least know what your budget is. Have that, you need to have that conversation two i think before you get married to see how do you budget do you budget do you budget what are your hobbies Hobbies. are they
1: expensive right and if you have twenty thousand dollars of credit card debt why are you
2: buying a you know two thousand dollar piece of equipment that you don't need something as simple as whose name is on the utility bill because if somebody moves out and the other person's name is on there and they cut it off, they can, cut, they can do that, and you don't have any control over it. So just,
1: I get a
0: lot of calls from my wife about, can you tell this person I can talk to them about this yeah, thing? Right, right, like, right. right. Like, sure, <laughs> yes, you may talk to her.
1: Yeah, be involved, and that's just for your best, your own knowledge. Even if you don't even, what happened if your spouse dies? And it's going to be a problem as well if you right, don't know, know what's this information, there. you don't know what accounts are out there. And, so know them, because
2: anything can happen. Right, and just remember, marriage is hard work. What is it? was it 50 percent of marriages fail what's the number
3: i think we're down in the 40s now but not by much not much lower than 50 percent we'll see if that changes after 2020 so the prenup 40 percent of people
2: are going to need that prenup that will help them but the other part is it's not all fun and games the wedding the euphoria over that it's it's the day-to-day the dragging the slogging through it is hard and so Mm -hmm. if you can't have these conversations when you're happy and so excited and ready you're not going to i just don't think you're going to be able to have them later without a lot of help.
1: Yeah. And it's also financially beneficial to do this on the front end, mm-hmm. as opposed to on the back end. You know, People always say going through a divorce is expensive. Also <laughs> look at the wedding. Sometimes that can be <laughs> just as expensive. <laughs> and I, I know they say that the more money you spend on the wedding, the more likely you are to, to divorce. I don't know how true that is, but I've read that a few times, oh, But but a prenup is a lot cheaper than arguing about it all on the back end. It's so much cheaper. Correct, correct. So much cheaper. Oh, 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 so you know,
2: and it gives you a p- peace of mind. And then you've had those conversations. And then you can be yeah, like taken care of. It's
3: not like prenup means you're going to get a divorce. Well, that's no. what people think. It's like having, know. I don't know. Life insurance. Yeah, or supplemental sh- or disability insurance means <laughs> that you're going to be disabled. I was going to say life insurance, but well, we are. I'm going to die. I so, you know I did I'm say dying. life insurance. I
1: was like, it's like life insurance. <laughs> but that's me again, thinking everyone's... Get but it is answer. like
2: disability insurance or, or homeowners. It's not like your house is going to burn down, but... Damn, it's nice when yeah. you, if it does and you've got an insurance policy. Yeah. Shit happens. it does happen.
0: People mm-hmm. do have a stigma against it though it seems unlike health insurance like they're not <laughs> well you need health insurance, you're not like it's not shameful to admit that you're going to die but for some people, it's like, oh prenup, like this might not work but there's a shame level that goes with it yeah. that doesn't go with the other things. I don't know where that comes from, but
2: I think it's just that people like do they really love I mean I think people have misconstrued conceptions about what other people think that if you have one of these, and he must not really love you yeah, You know, which is ridiculous. You I
0: guys think. have said before, and I think it makes a ton of sense, have the conversation when you still like each other. Exactly. Right. As opposed you're not to really waiting until the point where everything they say is wrong. Like, no, I disagree.
2: Right. <laughs> it, 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 it was like I have an old client just recently recontacted me. Husband's still in the house. Five years later, he's behind on the mortgage. The HELOC's not paid. And she goes, can't you just make him get out? I'm sorry. I cannot do that. But now mm-hmm. she's going to have to spend $25,000. To get him out of the house, when if they'd done this prior to, yep they would not have spent that amount of money and that it all could be taken care of.
1: Yeah, and especially if there's going to be businesses involved and the two of you have relied on this business to be your retirement and to possibly right. sell it when you're older or, in, or live buy rental property and live off the mm-hmm. rental proceeds in your retirement. And you never contributed to 401k. Right. I see that a lot, and I get people who are divorcing in their 50s, 60s, 70s who had that lined up, and that's a huge concern to them. Oh yeah, uh, You know, absolutely. who gets the business and how are we going to manage this? If that was our plan to retire together, together. and that's how we were
2: going to do it. And so at the front end, you're thinking about, let's say something does happen, then more than likely you're going to want to make it equitable and fair before the marriage, I would think, mm-hmm. than when you're at the point where you want to get divorced and screw the other person really bad. Yeah. And so then you don't have to worry about that.
1: Yeah, people are crappy. It's like they divorce and then they're appalled by their spouse how they're treating, treating them all them. of a sudden and i'm like this is how they were for a while now you had to have seen that and i guess he was right so
2: like you say do it on the front end when you're happy and make sure you know that they want to look out for each other and that's to me that's what a prenup is all about it's not about getting divorced it's about having an insurance policy in case something does happen
3: yeah and i think to joe's point because he was, has this negative connotation and what you were saying about what other people think absolutely but i also think that it speaks to people's idea of marriage and and that day the actual wedding day mm-hmm. and that fairy tale and that oh if he or she just loves me so much then none of this matters bullshit <laughs> <laughs> great. like marriage is a partnership yeah. and like you said it's a lot of hard work and i'm wondering i know just in our office We've seen an uptick in prenups and consultations, at least mm-hmm. about them. And so I'm wondering if now people are waiting until later on to get married, if we're going to start to see a shift in this or not getting married at all. Hello, Oprah and Stedman. <laughs> Marriage isn't the goal, isn't what people strive for, like straight out of high school. I went to a little small Odunk County mm-hmm. <laughs> high school and there were so many people were like, oh, I just can't wait Let's to go get up in. and get married. Nah, bruh. I couldn't wait yeah. to get out of that town. <laughs> I don't think. Well, I don't think that's
2: what people do anymore i just don't think the birth rate is going down people are waiting till they're 28 29 still seems young to me to get married but it was 18 19 20 and now you've got all this debt to pay off because you got a hundred thousand dollars in college debt and so a lot of people are waiting to get that under control like, i'm waiting for them to just <laughs> the government to get rid of that but <laughs> yeah me too actually <laughs> Like, is that the wrong with living together? And then you don't have to worry about any of this. Right. Because we're not like in California. If you're not married, none of this matters. And have kids together and not be married. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine.
3: Yeah, because common law marriage doesn't happen in North Carolina, right? No. That was on my law school exam. Because
2: <laughs> I, I think they have it in South Carolina and then they moved to North they have Carolina. It at, I can't remember. Mm-hmm, they yeah. have it in a, in a, lot, a lot of, of
3: lot. states.
2: So, uh, you know. But I will say, I have I've had clients that have been together like 15 years, got married, for three years and that's all you can do for them i'm really sorry but your alimony is not going to be 15 years or seven years. It's going to be a yeah. really short period of time. And his retirement, even though y'all were together and you cleaned for him and cooked for him and raised your children together, you're, that's no, true. you're just getting three years of it. If
1: that's going to be your role in the mar- in the relationship, then do get married.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. That's a good reason to talk to an attorney. <laughs> right. Exactly. For the record, we're not bashing marriage. No, Marriage no, is no. a great institution, but it needs to be thought of more than just Prince Charming and the princess walking yes. down into forever happily ever after. Every
1: time I do my taxes, I wish I was married. I know. That just seems so <laughs> unfair that's it all does. i have to say and the, and the cpa asks me every year just get married this much <laughs> <I'm> like no <laughs> sure didn't <laughs> did not but completely for marriage and divorces equally it's fine i just want people to be happy, happy.
3: yeah i just want you to be happy World so,
2: peace <laughs> yes
1: yes that exactly. would be great we can all strive to have that one day there's nothing wrong with that
2: there's not there's nothing i think marriage is a wonderful institution but it, it it's not permanent for a lot of people no, so Just take care of yourself. Best thing to do.
1: And be smart. Look out for yourself. And by doing so, you'll look out for the two of you. You'll look out for your kids that way as well. Talk to an attorney before you get married. Know your rights. So you can right. End.
2: And go talk to a, ca- a marriage count. A lot of people do premarital counting Not necessarily your minister, but somebody that can help you. Like they can come see us and then they've got all this stuff going off in their head. Then we're going to refer you to a really good therapist where you can sit down and have these conversations mm-hmm. and then come back to us. Have you know, the hard
3: that, conversations yeah. now. now.
2: I truly believe that.
3: You don't have to
1: change your vows to, to death do we part or till the prenup kicks in. So it's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You don't even have to mention it. That.
3: <laughs> and that's your marriage advice <laughs> from <laughs>
1: divorce attorneys. Well, that was pretty good.
3: Yeah. All right.
1: I, well, I that. ain't that some <laughs>
0: thanks for listening this episode is complete visit new direction family law.com for show notes and resources and follow us on facebook instagram and youtube for more resources and information and remember with change comes empowerment